Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Wabihi nasta'in Wasallillahumma wabaraka ala nabiyyina Muhammadin Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi Wabaraka wa sallam wa sallam wa tasliman kathira Amma ba'd Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For the numerous bounties and favors He subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us From amongst these bounties and favors Is the fact that he has granted us To see this month of Ramadan and to witness these blessed days when Allah Azza wa has commanded us with fasting and He has encouraged us to pray the night prayer alhamd. And in these two acts of worship, it has a great effect upon the soul. And so we ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases us in it and He accepts from us and He grants us to come out of the month of Ramadan amongst the muttaqeen. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Today we'll be looking at from verses number 17 onwards And Allah Azza wa Jal, He opens up these verses بَعْدَ أَنْ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ مَثَلُهُمْ كَمَثَلِ الَّذِي اسْتَوْقَدَ نَارًا فَلَمَّا أَضَاءَتْ مَا حَوْلَهُ ذَهَبَ اللَّهُ بِنُورِهِمْ ذَهَبَ اللَّهُ بِنُورِهِمْ وَتَرَكَهُمْ فِي ظُلُمَاتٍ لَا يُبْصِ أو كصيب من السماء فيه ظلمات ورعد وبرق يجعلون يجعلون أصابعهم في آذانهم من الصواعق حذر الموت والله محيط بالكافرين يكاد البرق يخطف أبصارهم كلما أضاء لهم مشوفي وإذا أظلم عليهم قاموا وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ لَذَهَبَ بِسَمْعِهِمْ وَأَبْصَارِهِمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ So in the context of these verses, Allah Azza wa Jal, He is still discussing the munafiqeen. And before this, Allah Azza wa Jal gave us a parable of the munafiqeen, the hypocrites in the time of the Prophet Another parable Allah Azza wa Jal sets forth is the parable Mathaluhum, the likeness of them Kamathalilladhistawqadanara Is as the likeness of one who kindled a fire Falamma adda'at ma hawlahu dhahaballahu binurihim And once he kindled his fire And his fire got going And it gave light to the things around him Dhahaballahu binurihim Allah Azza wa Jal then took away that light وَتَرَكَهُمْ فِي ظُلُمَاتٍ لَا يُبْصِرُونَ And Allah Azza wa Jal then left them or left this person or left them rather تَرَكَهُمْ left them in darkness unable to see So this is the parable that Allah Azza wa Jal sets forth of the munafiq It's as the one who was in great need of a fire He found himself in a position where he was in darkness and he feared the things around him and so he had to kindle a fire but he had no means to make the fire and so he took fire from another person and this then Yani ignited his fire and then when the fire was lighted and he benefited from it and it pleased him and he thought that he had power over this fire whilst he was in this state Allah Azza wa Jal then took away this light 
Fazala and Hunur. And so the light is taken away from him. And his joy and his happiness was taken away from him. And so he was left in the darkness. And the light which he had, it was taken away from him. And so he was left in various levels of darkness. The darkness of the night, the darkness of the night clouds, and the darkness of the rain. And the darkness which came about after that fire. So what is the condition of one who is described like this? The person who had hope, and then that hope was taken away from him. Likewise, this is the likeness and the parable of the Munafiqun. May Allah protect us from the sifat. Amen. They kindled the light of Iman from the believers, but this was not an actual attribute which they possessed. And so, they took from this light, and this light only benefited them for a period of time. So, what was the reason they manifested Islam, he said? To protect their, their wealth, and to protect their, their blood. So, they benefit from this in the dunya. However, when they meet their demise and they die, they do not benefit from this. And this is the parable of the munafiq. May Allah Azza wa Jal protect us from this attribute. Amen. Allah Azza wa Jal then says, Summun. Summun. Deaf. Yani, they cannot hear any good. Summun and sima'il khair. They cannot hear any goodness. They cannot absorb it. Bukmun. A. Yani, they cannot speak the truth. They have the inability to speak the truth. Umyun. Blind. Blind from seeing the truth. Fahum la yarji'un. And so they have no ability to return to the haqq. In opposition to, for example, an ignorant person, or a person who is uneducated, or a person who doesn't know the reality of Islam. But the munafikun, they witnessed the reality of Islam. They lived amongst the messenger of Allah sallallahu They saw miracles happening firsthand. So for these people, Allah azza wa jalla says, فَهُمْ لَا يَرْجِعُونَ That they cannot return to the truth after they knew it. In opposition to the one who, yani, is ignorant and is upon misguidance. For this person, yani, does not comprehend the truth. So it is easier for him then to return to it. Allah Azza wa Jalla says, "Kullama adaa lahum ma shawfi," or rather, the second parable Allah Azza wa Jalla states forth in verse 19. Allah says, "Aw kasyib min al-sama'i fihi dhulumatun wa ra'dun wa barqun yajaluna asabi'ahum fi adhanihim min al-sawaik hadar al-maut." Allah Azza wa Jalla He gives another parable of the munafiqin, and He says, "Aw kasyib min al-sama." Or like a rain cloud which came down from the sama, yani which came down from above. In it is darkness. The darkness of the night, the darkness of the night clouds, and the darkness of the rain. In it is thunder. Right? Ra'd is the sound which comes from 
the clouds thunder وبركن and in it is lightning طيب أو كصيب من السماء في ظلمات ورعد وبركن يجعلون أصابعهم في أذانه من الصوائك حضر الموت so the parable that Allah Azza wa Jalla sets forth here is like the person who finds himself under a heavy downpour. And in this downpour there is darkness. And in this downpour there is thunder and lightning. So what does a person do to protect himself from this? Each and every single time, yani, he hears these sounds. He places his fingers in his ears. Right? He places his fingers in his ears to block out the sound of the lightning and the thunder. So the lightning and the thunder, as Sheikh Abdul Rahman mentions here, it is yani, the promises and threats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is his promises and his threats. The promises which he gives the people of Jannah and the threats which he gives the people of Jahannam. So the munafiqeen, when they hear these threats, what do they do? They place their fingers in their ears. Why? To block this out. They don't want to listen to the truth. Type. And each and every single time, yani, the lightning strikes and it gives them light, they walk. And then when it stops, when the lightning stops, they stop as well. So Allah Azza wa gives this parable of the munafiqeen since yani, they turn their backs upon the, the haqq. They turn their backs upon the haqq. Allah says, كُلَّمَا أَضَاءَ لَهُمْ مَشَوْفِي وَإِذَا أَظْلَمَ عَلَيْهِمْ قَامُوا Then Allah says, وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ لَذَهَبَ بِسَمْعِهِمْ وَأَبْصَارِهِمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ And Allah Azza wa says, then Allah Azza wa Jal so will, Allah Azza wa Jal could have snatched away and taken away the sum, the hearing, and the sight. Inna Allah ala kulli shayin qadir. For indeed Allah Azza wa Jal, He has power over all things. So in the previous verses when Allah Azza wa Jal spoke about the inability to see and the inability to hear, that was majaza. What does this mean? It means it was metaphoric. Because they could see and they could hear. But it means that the sight could not gaze upon the truth. And the hearing, yani, they were blocked off from hearing, yani, so to say, with a spiritual art. Type. But here Allah says, Walau sha' Allah. If Allah had so willed, Allah Azza wa Jalla certainly that lamb is the lamb of emphasis. Certainly Allah Azza wa Jalla could have taken away yani the hearing and the sight. The physical hearing and the sight, Allah Azza wa Jalla could have taken this away from them. And this is a warning to them of a uquba fi dunya. This is a warning to them of a punishment in the life of this world. So that perhaps when they heard this warning, they would refrain and they would listen the nifaq. But the reality was opposite of this. And Allah Azza wa Jal says, Inna Allah ala kulli shayin qadir. Allah Azza wa Jal 
He has power over all things. Kulli shay. This is, yani, am. It is general. Absolutely everything. Allah has power over. So Sheikh Abdul Rahman mentions wa fi hadi al-ayati wa ma ashbaha raddun ala al-qadariya. This verse, inna Allah ala kulli shayin qadir. In this verse there is a rebuttal of the qadariya. So mashaAllah when we read this book and the explanation of Sheikh Abdul Rahman al-Sa'di of the book of Allah, he will derive, yani, fawaid aqadiyya. He will derive benefits relating to aqidah. Fawaid fiqhiyya. He will derive benefits pertaining to fiqh. And in all of the ulum, all of the science of Islam. So here he mentions that this verse, inna Allah ala kulli qadir, it is a refutation of the qadariyya. Now who are the qadariyya? The one of the earliest sects to arise in al-Islam and they deny the concept of Qadr. So they were named Qadriya not because they affirmed the concept of Qadr, predestiny, but they were named Qadriya because they denied Qadr. So Sheikh Abdul Rahman says that this verse is a refutation of them. Why? Because they claimed that our actions is uncreated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And our belief as Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah is that Allah Azza wa Jal khaliku kulli shay. Allah Azza wa Jal is the creator of absolutely everything. Khaliku kulli shay. The creator of absolutely everything. That means Allah Azza wa Jal created you and He created your actions. Right? He created you and He created your actions. So you see, this is a refutation of them because Allah says, Inna Allah ala kulli shayin qadir. Allah Azza wa Jal has power over absolutely everything. And the actions enters into this verse. Inna Allah ala kulli shayin qadir. So Allah Azza wa Jal, if He had willed, He could have changed the condition. But Allah Azza wa Jal gave them a choice. And they chose disbelief. And they chose hypocrisy over iman and taqwa. So Allah Azza wa Jal, He will compensate them accordingly. They, they chose evil. Allah Azza wa Jal increased them in that evil. And this was the evil outcome. And this verse here closes the segment on the munafiqeen. Allah Azza wa Jal, He then brings our attention to the foremost obligation upon all of his servants, Muslim and non-Muslim, male and female. Allah says, Ya ayyuhal nasu ubudu rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum wa alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattakun. And this verse, it contains the first commandment in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you open the Mus'haf, the first commandment you find in the Qur'an, it is this verse. Allah Azawajal addresses all of mankind and He commands them and He says, Ya ayyuhana su'budu O mankind, worship your Rabb. Right? Worship your Rabb and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alladhi khalaqakum walladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattakun. The one who has created you and those before you so that you may attain taqwa. So that you may attain taqwa. And here in this verse, Allah Azza wa Jal, He establishes that the Rabb is the Ma'bud. 
the one who possesses the attribute of rububiyyah, that is the deity who is worthy of worship. Because Allah is saying, worship your Rabb. And we mentioned previously, in our classes we repeat this, that the most specific attributes and characteristics of a Rabb is the one who creates, the one who sustains, the one who controls all of the phases of the creation, and the one who yani, benefits and the one who harms. This is our Rabb. So the one who created you and those before you so that you may attain taqwa. And then Allah Azawajal, He brought logical proofs why the Rabb is deserved of being worshipped. The one who has made the earth for you as a mattress. And He has made the, the sky above you as a canopy. وَأَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ And he has caused to descend from the sama And here they say the sama means in the Arabic language anything which is كُلُّ مَا عَلَى is as-sama Everything which is above you is as-sama But depending on the context that will relate to something specific So the Arabs used to say that the saqf, the roof of a building is called sama Why? Because it is Above. Likewise, they refer to the clouds above as Sama. So, here as Sama, it means the rain clouds. Allah Azawajal brought down from the rain clouds Ma'an. He brought down water. And from this water, which yani fertilized the earth, He brought forth from it Thamarat, crops. As a provision for you. Type, and this is the various type of grains and fruits, etc. As a provision for you. And for you to use in the obedience of Allah. That you nourish yourself so that you have the ability and the energy to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah says, فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ they do not set up rivals with Allah Azza wa Jal whilst you know that He alone has the right to be worshipped. So yeah, Allah Azza wa Jal, He gives a logical proof for the fact that He is deserved of being worshipped alone. The one who has, yani, spread out the earth for you as the place where you find your livelihood. And the one who has sent down, yani, the one who has made the sama, the heavens above you, as a canopy. Allah Azza wa Jal created the sun and the moon and the stars, yani, to benefit us. These great creations of Allah Azza wa Jal. The sun, we benefit from it. The moon, human beings benefit from it. The stars, we benefit from it. We determine, yani, direction and so on. So the one who created all of these things and subjugated all these things for you, he is the of being worshipped. Allah Azza wa Jalla closes this verse with the first prohibition. فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ So do not set up rivals, nudara, shubaha. Do not set up yani rivals with Allah Azza wa Jalla in worship whilst you know that He alone has the right to be worshipped. Whilst He alone has the right to be worshipped. So, Sheikh Abdul Rahman mentions 
wa antum ta'lamun wa you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no partner and he has no equal and he has no rival he has no equal with regards to the attribute of creation he has no equal and rival with regards to providing sustenance and he has no equal and rival with regards to controlling the affairs of his creation is there anyone who creates besides Allah is there anyone or any deity who controls the affairs of the creation besides Allah is there any creation or deity that sustains besides Allah Azza wa Jal? And the answer is certainly not. Nor does Allah Azza wa Jal have an equal with regards to his perfection and his divine right to be worshipped. We mentioned this previously. Why is Allah Azza wa Jal worshipped? Why is he praised? He is praised because of his perfect nature and his lofty attributes. And he has no equal in this. So how can you then worship other deities? whilst you have knowledge of the fact that he alone has a right to be worshipped. This would then be yani, the most amazing form of ignorance and yani, lack of knowledge. He says, وَهَذِي الْآيَةُ جَمَعَتْ بَيْنَ الْأَمْرِ بِإِبَادَةِ اللَّهِ وَحْدَةِ وَالنَّهِيُ عَنْ إِبَادَةِ مَا سِوَى This verse it gathers between the command to worship Allah alone and a prohibition from worshipping others besides him subhanahu wa ta'ala and and he makes clear a manifest proof for the obligation of worshipping him and the falsehood of worshipping others besides him of worshipping others besides him he also mentions that this is a proof that Tawheed al-Rububiyya, it necessitates Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. If you affirm that Allah is the Rabb, and you affirm that Allah Azzawajal is the creator, sustainer, and controller of the affairs, this necessitates that He must be worshipped. This necessitates that He must be worshipped. Just like in this is the clearest of yani, intellectual proofs for the falsehood of shirk okay, because shirk is not based upon knowledge it's not based upon sound intellect how can you creation how can you how can you worship a creation that is imperfect how can you submit to a creation who has no ability to bring you any benefit or word of harm Allah Azza wa Jalla then says, and this ayah is known as ayah tuhaddi. It's an ayah of challenge, and this challenge, it was given to the people in the time of the prophets also specifically. But this verse stands as a challenge up until Allah Azza wa Jalla inherits the earth and those who are upon it. So Allah says, وَإِن كُنْتُمْ فِي رَيْبٍ مِمَّا نَزَلْنَا عَلَى عَبْدِنَا فَأْتُوا بِسُورَةٍ مِنْ مِثْلِ وَدِعُوا شُهَدَاءَكُمْ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ فَإِنْ لَمْ تَفْعَلُوا وَلَنْ تَفْعَلُوا فَاتَّقُوا النَّارُ الَّتِي وَقُودُهَا النَّاسُ وَالْحِجَارَةُ أُعِدَّتْ لِلْكَافِرِينَ Allah says وَإِنْ كُنْتُمْ فِي رَيْبٍ And if you are in doubt يَا مَعْشَرَ الْكُرَيْشِ And our Arabs in the time of the Prophet مِمَّا Regarding what نَزَلْنَا We have revealed 
ala abadina what we have revealed upon our servant fa'tu bi suratin min mithli come with a single chapter the like of it what is the shortest surah in the quran surah al-kawthar naam so come with a single chapter the like of it Allah did not specify the shortest, but Allah said, bring a single chapter, the like of it. And call upon your witnesses besides Allah, if indeed you are truthful. And this verse, yani firstly, it establishes an intellectual proof for the truthfulness of the Prophet as well as the authenticity of what he came with. So Allah says, that if you are in doubt, Ya Ma'ashar al-Mu'anideen, those who oppose the Prophet those who reject his da'wah, claiming that he is a liar, and that, Yani, he has brought doubts. And the haq, you're uncertain whether the haq is with him or if it is not with him. Right? And this year, Yani, is a just challenge to people who actually have doubts. That if you are in doubt concerning that which came to Muhammad you don't know whether it is the truth or whether it is um, not the truth, then yani, come forward with this challenge. Because you know that the Prophet he was from your people. And you knew that from his very inception, you saw him yani, being reared. And you knew that he, he, he cannot read and he could not write type and he came with this book which he claimed was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala type he came with this book which was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the fact that the Prophet couldn't read and write how could he compose a book of this nature type this is also a challenge to the people in the time of the Prophet specifically because they were Ahlul Fasaha right they were people of eloquence. And this is one of the imitable, inimitable, yani, proofs that the Quran is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to truly understand this miracle, you need to understand Arabic. We have a basic understanding of Arabic. Because we can read the tafsir now, and we can read the translation of the Quran. It doesn't give you the true substance of the Book of Allah. So they could clearly discern and distinguish that this book certainly could not have been composed by a man. Why? Because of the way it's being composed. And the eloquence contained in it. So this challenge was given to them. This challenge was given to them. And Allah Azza wa said in his book in other places, Kul Sayyid Muhammad that if the ins, all of mankind and the jinn, came together to produce the like of this Qur'an, they would, not, they would be unable to produce the like of it even if they supported each other. So if all the jinn kind and all, the ma- all mankind came together to produce the like of the Qur'an in its eloquence and in its form and in its meaning and they supported one another to achieve this goal, they would never ever be able to achieve this goal. So Allah says, فَإِلَّمْ تَفْعَلُوا and if you are unable to do this, 
And Allah Azza wa Jalla says, and you will never be able to do this. Because lan, it is used to negate that which will occur in the future. So Allah says, فَإِلَّمْ تَفْعَلُوا And if you are unable to do this, and Allah says, وَلَنْ تَفْعَلُوا And you will never be able to do this. And this challenge stands up until today. Type 1400 years on, this challenge still stands and is there for mankind to take up. And they will never ever be able to produce the like of the Qur'an. Allah as well says, فَإِلَّمْ تَفْعَلُوا وَلَنْ تَفْعَلُوا And if you are unable to do this, and you will never be able to do this, فَاتَّقُوا النَّارَ Fear the al-fire أَلَّتِي وِجْ وَقُودُهَا النَّاسُ وَالْحِجَارَةِ Allah Musta'an The fuel of which is man and stones. Subhanallah. That the fire of Jahannam, it is not fueled by way of wood and by way of charcoal and by way of blitz. But the fire of Jahannam, it is fueled by man and stones. And Allah Azza wa says, أُعِدَّتْ لِلْكَافِرِينَ أُعِدَّتْ لِلْكَافِرِينَ And عَدَّ يَعُدُّ وَأَعَدَّ يَعُدُّ أَعَدَّتْ It's a past tense verb. Right, child? أَعَدَّتْ Past tense verb. And verses like this, which speaks about Jannah and Nar, um, proves Firstly, that Jannah is a current existence. Jannah and Nar is a current existence because it's past tense. It has been prepared for the non-believers. So it is a current existence and a current creation which exists currently. In this verse also is a proof that the monotheists those who truly believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those who commit major sins and they die upon this so we're talking about Muslims who don't make shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they die upon major sins in this verse is the proof that they will not be in the fire for all eternity why? because Allah azza wa jal said it has been prepared for the non-believers and had it been the case yani that the usat, the sinners from amongst the monotheists were for all eternity therein لم تكن مؤدت أو للكافرين وحتهم then it would not have been prepared for the disbelievers solely طيب. and this is in opposition to the khawarij and the mu'tazila two groups that we can discuss later but they said that whosoever dies upon a major sin, he is He's between two positions. He's not in Channa and he's not in Nar. But in the end, they actually say he ends up in the Nar based on major sins. So with us, Ahlu Sunnati Wal Jama'ah, we say that whosoever dies upon major sins and repentance from the major sins, meaning they didn't make tawbah in the dunya. They are under the will of Allah Azza wa If Allah Azza wa so wills, He can 
punish them. And if he still wills, he can forgive them. But this goes back to his divine will. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. This goes back to his divine will. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Stop over here. Stop over here. Type. So we'll stop at this verse, inshallah, verse 24, and we'll commence tomorrow, inshallah, from verse 25, where Allah Azza wa Jal, He gives a glad tiding, and tomorrow, inshallah, we'll learn more about the glad, glad tiding, bi'idhnillah. Naktafi bi'adha, subhanakallahu wa bihamdika, ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta, astaghfiruka wa tubi ilaik, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. No. So, uh, um, just uh, observation that uh, uh, so the Arabic, the Arabic elements of Quran and mm-hmm. uh, the Arabic.